The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. All right, and uh, welcome to it. Uh, once again, Employment Law Show. John Scholes here. Alex Lucia Farrow doing all the heavy lifting on the uh, show today. Yeah, phone calls, emails, we handle them all. We'll get to a, a pile of those today. In fact, we're going to get to the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee. These notes are coming up, so listen up for it. Reaching out otherwise, one 821 Uh San to Market, of course, the uh, most positively reviewed employment law firm in the land. Again, one 821 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And if you want uh, any more information, learn some stuff, use the severance pay calculator at your leisure, free, anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But I'll give you that information throughout the show. Again, today, Alex, my brother, what's uh, what's going on with you? A couple things I imagine you got on deck for the uh, the week that was. How are you, pal? Absolutely, John. Talking employment law, talking uh, your workplace rights, rights for employees and for employers as well. Uh, uh, John, we always sprinkle in a little advice for employers on the show. Uh, you know, listen, despite the fact that uh, the year's winding down, I can't believe it. The holidays are upon us. 2021 is drawing to a close and, you know, it continues to be busy for us across all of our offices here at mm-hmm. Sanfiru Tumarkin. You know, it's uh, it's been a crazy time of year with mandatory vaccination policies, employees being let go left, right and center based on their vaccination status. Yeah. We're still dealing with temporary layoffs being imposed on employees illegally, severance packages, harassment in the workplace. I mean, really, you name it, uh, John, it continues to be uh, a busy time of year for uh, us. And we continue to help people resolve these workplace situations, solving problems, giving advice, helping people get the severance uh, that they're owed. You know, these people that contact us, they're dealing with a difficult situation at work. They don't know what to do. They have no idea, John, how to respond to their employer. They're kind of frozen. They're a deer in headlights, and they just need some help. They want to know what options they have, what their rights are. And as you very well know, John, I mean, that's what we do. It's what we do all day, every day. We help people resolve their workplace problems. So if you're dealing with a problem at work, if you're struggling with something, if you're having a dispute with your boss, whatever the issue is, give us a call. Let's chat about it. Uh, you know, we are experts in this field. This is what we do. Uh, and there are options. You have rights as an employee, uh, and you just can't exercise those rights if you don't know what the law is. And so let's get your workplace problems uh, resolved. And let's also talk about a couple of matters that came across uh, my desk this week, uh, uh, John. Uh, and the first uh, week that was, I wanted to chat about, and this is news that broke, you know, just a couple of days ago. I believe it was it was Thursday of this week, if I'm not mistaken, and that's to do with temporary layoffs. Uh, those employees that have been on temporary layoff because of COVID, uh, there has been a lot of confusion about whether these temporary layoffs are legitimate or not. The provincial government in Ontario implemented something called the infectious disease emergency leave mm-hmm. it's basically a fancy uh, a fancy uh, way of saying employees have been laid off temporarily because of covid and that emergency leave john was extended until january 1st of 2022 it's now been extended again uh, until july wow. of 2022 now this is a red herring uh, uh, john just okay. because 
the government has extended this infectious disease emergency leave until July of 2022, it doesn't mean that you as an employee who's on temporary layoff has to accept that temporary layoff. Most, if not all, temporary layoffs, regardless of what the infectious disease emergency leave says, most, if not all, temporary layoffs are illegal. An employer can only impose a temporary layoff on an employee if the employee agrees to it. So if you want to be temporarily laid off as an employee, if it benefits you somehow, so be it. That's okay. You can agree to a temporary layoff as an employee. That's all good. But if you don't agree to a temporary layoff, if you've been laid off this entire time and you're dying to get back to work and you're struggling and you have no more employment insurance uh, to, to pay the bills, yeah. now is the time to act. You don't want to sit on this any longer. You don't want to wait until July of 2022 when this infectious disease emergency leave uh, ends. You need to speak with an employment lawyer. You need to speak with us uh, right away because you have options as an employee who's been temporarily laid off. Don't just assume that you have to sit at home uh, and wait for your employer to call you back to work. You can treat the layoff as a termination, get a severance package. Severance package is probably going to be way more than what you think it is uh, and move on with new employment. Again, you want to reach out to Alex anytime, 1-855-821-5900, managing partner, Sanfiru Tamarkin, LLP, and to help at employmentlawyer.ca. What else you got going on, brother? Yeah, second matter, uh, uh, John, this actually just happened yesterday, uh, Friday. I got an email from a lady who had seen our TV show uh, on uh, on CTV, The Employment Hour. Excellent. Um, and uh, it was actually just a very brief email basically saying, uh, you know, Mr. Lucifero, uh, I was let go from my job. I I'm still waiting on my last paycheck from the hours that I did and my vacation pay. How long does the company have to pay me this stuff? It's been right. it's been a week already. Uh, you know, again, very brief, very simple question. And there's an easy answer to that question, uh, uh, John, is when it comes to kind of outstanding wages and vacation pay, an employer typically has either seven days or until the date of the next payday. Uh, so depending on where you fall in the pay cycle, it might be a week, it might be a little longer than that, but it's usually a brief period of time that an employer has to pay that stuff. So um, I, wrote back, I wrote back to this lady uh, very quickly and I said, why don't you give me a call? Let's talk about the situation. And when I spoke to her, I found out that she had been working with this particular company that just let her go for 23 years, very long service uh, employee. You know, she wasn't making a particularly huge salary. She was, she was making something in the range of about $35,000 uh, a year. And when they let her go, uh, John, they offered her a six-month severance package. Okay. And she was perfectly happy with that. She didn't even ask a question or mention the severance that she was offered in her email. She just had a question about vacation pay. Uh, because the termination letter she got didn't mention it, and she wanted to make sure the vacation pay was included uh, as well. But she really not thought nothing of the severance package in that. She thought it was kind of perfectly fair. And of course, uh, John, as you probably expect, as soon as I talked to her, I said, well, listen, forget about the vac vacation pay. That's coming to you in the next couple of days. As a 23-year employee, you're probably looking at something in the range of 18 to 20 months for as sure. a severance package. Yeah. Forget about the six months that you've been offered uh, as pay. You know, there's a there's a year's pay difference uh, there. And when I told her that, she was absolutely dumbfounded. I mean, she was shocked. She had never heard of really the way severance worked before. She had never heard of the severance pay calculator that our firm, uh, you know, advertises and uses all the time. 
Uh, and of course, I you know I, when I spoke to her, I explained the law with respect to severance. Yep. She understood at that point that it's not a vacation pay issue here that she's dealing with. It's a severance issue. And the reason I'm bringing this up here, John, as part of the week that was, is that, listen, if it wasn't for this question, this very simple, very benign question about vacation pay, this lady would have accepted a six-month severance package Brutal. and yeah. left another 35, 40 grand on the table as severance without even knowing it. Uh, this lady is, you know, up there in age. Uh, you know, she needs the money. And so, you know, it's it's a lesson for employees out there. Don't just sign off on severance packages. You need advice in these situations. Again, you could be leaving tens and tens of thousands of dollars on the table if you just assume that what your employer is paying you is correct. And, you know, if, if she'd taken it further on her own, now the vacation pay, just as a warning, is something that she could go to the Ministry of Labor for. The severance, on the other hand, you want to avoid the Ministry of Labor at all costs when it comes to that too, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's the wrong way to go, uh, John. And, you know, certainly when you're dealing with anything severance related, uh, you do not want to go to the Ministry of Labor, uh, except for very, very rare circumstances where perhaps, you know, sometimes we even advise employees to go that route, but you need advice from an employment lawyer. The Ministry of Labor cannot on advise you uh, on severance. They will only tell you what your minimum severance entitlements are. They will not tell you what your full severance entitlements are. That full severance is going to be based on an employee's age, their position with the company, their years of service with the company. It can amount to as much as 24 months, uh, John, and the Ministry of Labor will never tell you that. And so they're misleading in that respect. And again, anytime you want to figure that out on your own, uh, be, even before you give uh, Alex a call on the uh, on the phone line, you can simply go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Lots of stuff to learn there as well. The severance pay calculator is rolled into that particular website. Absolutely free and anonymous, simple to use, but reaching out to Alex, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Uh, the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee. Let's get to the first one of these before we got to take a, a short break number one when an employee asks about taking a disability leave or comes back from that disability leave not a good time to get rid of them that's right uh, that's right john and for our lawyer loyal listeners uh, out there whether you're an employee or an employer listening to the show if you've been listening for quite some time you know this already and good on you but for those of you that don't know it is very very dangerous for an employer to let an employee go surrounding a disability leave, whether that employee has expressed a concern about their health and they're thinking about taking some time off for medical reasons, or whether they're coming back or on a medical leave of absence. If you as an employer are letting an employee go, or really even treating the employee differently in any other way, if you're going to reduce their pay, if you're going to change their hours, etc., if even 1% of the reason for changing that employee's uh, you know, hours or pay or terminating their employment, if even 1% of the reason is related to their disability leave, to the medical leave of absence, that's discrimination. Yeah. Uh, John, not only are you going to owe that employee severance, which again is going to be significant as we just saw, you're also going to owe that employee additional damages for a human rights violation, for discrimination on the basis of their health, on the basis of their disability. And that could cost an employer, again, in addition to severance, tens and tens of thousands uh, of dollars. Very, very dangerous situation. As an employee, you have 
particular rights as an employer, you have to be very, very cautious in that. And with that, we'll take a short break. Back to more of our points, the worst times for an employer to terminate employees, and uh, your phone calls as well and emails if you wish. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And to reach Alex anytime, one 855 821-5900. We'll continue Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. All right, welcome back to an Employment Law Show. You bet John Scholes, Alex Luchaferro doing all the heavy lifting, Manager, uh, managing partners Sam Firu to Mark and LLP, the most positively reviewed employment law firm in this country. Reach out, get the compensation you deserve. This is not a lottery ticket or a windfall. This is money that could potentially be owed to you. So at least make that phone call to Alex and his team and uh, find out. Have a quick chat. won't cost you anything, but uh, if you move forward from there, you'll be, uh, you'll be glad you did for sure. one 855 5900 and help at employmentlawyer.ca that's the email we use but getting back to our uh, our good stuff in the uh, the show today Alex the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee number 2 on the list when an employee raises concerns uh, and a, or about a boss's or co-worker's behavior yeah so what we're talking about here uh, John is harassment in the workplace mm-hmm. when you're being mistreated whether that's your boss or your coworker uh, or whomever listen the starting point here is that uh, all employees should know uh, that they have a right, a legislated right under the Occupational Health and Safety Act to be free from harassment and bullying in the workplace. Every employee has that uh, innate right in Ontario and across Canada. Uh, and so when a boss is mistreating you, when a coworker is harassing you or bullying uh, uh, you, that is a massive red flag. You have to raise that with your employer and your employer is obligated is legally obligated to investigate allegations of bullying and harassment and to do something about it it's also the case john that you can't be punished as an employee for raising concerns about bullying or harassment so when that happens in the workplace when you as an employee raise these concerns with your boss and you say hey this employee is treating me badly this incident happened i was you know i was verbally abused or this guy got physical uh, with me, your employer has an obligation there to act. And if their response instead, John, is to terminate your employment, that is a huge, huge issue. It's a huge problem. It's illegal. It's what we call a reprisal. You cannot, it is illegal to terminate an employee because they've raised concerns about harassment or bullying uh, in the workplace. And so again, like a like a medical leave of absence, like a disability leave, an employer gets themselves into a situation where if they terminate an employee in those circumstances, not only do they owe that employee severance, they're going to owe that employee additional damages for terminating them because they voiced uh, their concerns about harassment or bullying in the workplace. Again, it's called a reprisal. Mm -hmm. So again, very, very costly uh, for an employer, the wrong time to terminate uh, an employee, what you need to do, what you're obligated to do as an employer in a situation like that, is investigate the claim and make a decision that resolves the dispute. So that at that point, the, you know, the logical next step would be, okay, Alex, what happens if the person I'm supposed to report to, the boss or manager, is the one doing the harassing? I can't, you know, I'm supposed to go to them, but they're the guy, 
or girl. Yeah, absolutely. And we see it many times, uh, John, with small businesses, even with medium-sized businesses. The person that you're supposed to voice these concerns to is the owner of the company or the president or the boss, you know, whoever it might be. Uh, and in a case like that, uh, John, then you need to speak with an employment lawyer. It's that simple. Uh, because you need to have someone intervene there in that relationship right. that is the kind of objective uh, third party uh, and resolve the dispute in that way. Uh, you know, it's not it's not really going to do the trick if you're going to the boss that's harassing you and, and say, hey, stop harassing me, you're not allowed to. Oftentimes, that just further compounds the, the difficult relationship. Yeah, and they're not going to say, you know what, you're right, I have been harassing you. Exactly. I mean, that's generally not going to happen. They're not going to fess up. Uh, by the way, anytime, if, if any of this strikes a, a familiar note, you can reach out to Alex and his uh, his team, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. help at employmentlawyer.ca. Drop an email anytime you would like. Number three on the talking points of the worst times for an employer to terminate an employee right before, this is like the semi-Clark Griswold, uh, right before an employee is due a large bonus or commission payment. How about that one? Yeah, this is uh, this is a cheeky one, uh, John. Then that that we see, and often it's unsophisticated, unknowing employers that pull this kind of stuff, which is that they try and get away with not paying an employee their bonus or not paying the commission uh, that they're owed, uh, really just for kind of financial reasons. They want to keep mm-hmm. the money themselves as as an employer, and so they let the employee go just before that bonus is due or just before that commission was supposed to be paid. And it's nonsense, uh, uh, John. These employers are just don't know any better because when you let an employee go in circumstances like that, guess what? As there as those employees' severance entitlements, you as an employer are going to owe those employees that bonus or those commissions anyway. Right. Right. When we talk about severance, it's important for our, for employees and for our listeners. Uh, to know this, when we're talking about severance, we are talking about all components of an employee's compensation package continuing through the severance period. So if your severance period is 18 months of pay, well, guess what? It's not just 18 months of base salary. It's 18 months of base salary, 18 months of your benefits coverage continuing, 18 months of bonus payments, 18 months of commission payments. Any components of your compensation really should be continuing for that full severance period. And so when an employer lets an employee go, you know, a couple of weeks before that bonus is due, guess what? The bonus is payable anyways as part of that severance package. So it's silly. And again, it's kind of, it's a cheeky attempt by an employer to try and get away with not paying a bonus or or get away with not paying commission. They're going to lose that employee because they're letting them go and they owe that commission or that bonus anyway. So the employer ends up way worse off than they otherwise would have been. Let me ask you this: kind of a kind of a twist on what you just said. If it's if it's a situation where someone's a fully commissioned salesperson for a company, and they've done some sort of deal and it's it's all put to bed, but the uh, the it has not been paid for yet. The commissions have not come in. the uh, The deal's not final from a financial standpoint, and the employer lets that person go, the salesperson, prior to them receiving their money. Are they owed anything in that regard? I mean, if their if their if their point or their part of the sale is done, are they not still owed that money if they're uh, if they're canned? Yeah, that's a great question, John. It's one we get lots. Uh, lots yeah. of employees out there, are, you know, don't just make base salary. Lots are kind of commission based or bonus based. And and you hit the nail on the head, which is that if that particular employee has done all that they have to do to earn that commission, 
right? They uh, they attracted the client, they closed the deal, everything signed off. They're just waiting to be paid. Absolutely, that employee is going to be owed those commissions as part of their severance package. There's no uh, there's no doubt about it whatsoever. As we're moving on here, reaching out to Alex, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. The worst times for an employer to terminate an employee, and that is when an employee inquires about overtime pay, vacation pay, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah, so this, uh, this speaks to uh, another kind of minimum employment standard that all mm-hmm. employees had. So we mentioned right. that you know employees have the right to take Uh, medical leaves of absence. Employees have the right to be free from harassment and bullying in the workplace. Employees also have a right, uh, Ajahn, to their kind of minimum bare-bones employment standards, things like minimum wage, like overtime pay, like vacation pay. All of those are provided for as kind of bare-bones minimums that employers have to oblige by. And so when an employee inquires about, you know, maybe they're working more than 44 hours a week, but they're not being paid overtime. Or maybe they hadn't taken any vacation uh, that year, but they didn't get their 4% or their two weeks of vacation pay for the year. When an employee inquires about those things, they're inquiring about their minimum employment protections. And if an employer's response to that is, well, you know, I don't like that you asked that question. Don't you dare question our our, uh, HR practices. We're going to let you go. That's, that is an employer terminating an employee because they t- stood up for their rights, and that is illegal. Again, it's what we call a reprisal. Mm-hmm. You cannot let an employee go as an employer because an employee asks about or inquires about or stands up for their employment rights. Employees have that right inherently. And so, again, you're going to owe that empl- employee significant severance and additional damages because you're punishing them for just standing up for their bare, you know, for their bare minimum entitlements, for their basic rights, you can't do that as an employer. Uh, and, and if you are worried about uh, letting an employee go and what the circumstances are, it's very easy for employers. John, get some advice. Speak to an employment lawyer. You don't like me. You don't like us. That's okay. Speak to any employment uh, lawyer. As long as they specialize in the field, you need advice as an employer in those circumstances. If you let an employee go because they're asking about vacation pay or minimum wage or overtime, uh, we get this lots, John, in restaurants when there's a difference between what a bartender is paid on an hourly basis and what servers are paid on an hourly basis. We get these kinds of disputes happening. Don't just let those employees go uh, because chances are you're opening up a can of worms for uh, as an employer and you're going to owe that employee significant, significant compensation. More of these to go. I want to bounce over to a quick email from uh, from Janet. Alex says, uh, my employer let me go because they say I don't work fast enough. How about that? I've never had any complaints before. Did they have the right to do this? Well, listen, John, I mean, uh, keep in mind at the end of the day, uh, regardless of kind of the items that we just discussed, right? So again, employees have minimum protections, minimum rights. Right. But at the end of the day, an employer can let an employee go so long as it's not related to their medical leave or related to ha- harassment in the workplace. As long as the employer provides the correct amount of severance, an employer can let an employee go on what's called a without cause basis. So there's no particular reason. It could be that it's not a good fit or they're trying to, an employer's trying to restructure as long as the correct severance is paid, then you know Janet's employer here, well, they can let her go 
because maybe they think that she's not working uh, fast enough. Even if there are, you know, even if she had great performance reviews prior, even if there were no previous concerns, as long as the correct severance is paid to Janet, mm-hmm. then there's really no further recourse uh, there. Now, what we do as employment lawyers is we investigate the matter further. So, you know, if Janet's, I don't know, 67 years old, uh, uh, right, and her employer has made comments about her age and the fact that she's slowed down because of her age, and that's where these comments about her speed of work are stemming from, well, listen, that's potentially age discrimination, uh, uh, John. And, And again, that's a huge problem for an employer. But barring a situation like that, again, an employer can let an employee go uh, on a without cause basis, it's the severance that matters. So we've got to look at Janet's age, position, and years of service and figure out whether the employer has offered her the correct amount of severance, if they've offered her any. Janet, as always, appreciate uh, you and anybody else reaching out on the phone lines or uh, email this morning and today. Rather, we uh, we love having you on. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the way you do that, one 821 5,900. And many questions you're going to have can be answered even before uh, calling Alex. You can always do that. But uh, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, whether it's about termination or whether you're a you know, a temporary employee, whether you're a contractor, all these things. There's well severance pay calculator. There's even a section on disability law there as well, which is the other half of what the firm does. It can all be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And you can continue to use the, uh, the website covidrights.ca. There's always questions still, Alex, for two years it's been going on what are my rights what can my employer do what can i as an employer do with my employees covidrights.ca has more answers for you but uh we'll take a short break about your uh, more of your emails and uh, we'll continue with our topic of the day so stick around employment law show right here global news radio you are listening to a paid commercial program unless otherwise identified the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back. Alex Lucifero is your guy to reach out anytime. 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for other matters to learn, educate, even before a phone call, it's a free website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can use that uh, anytime you would like. Severance Pay Calculator is there as well. Maybe you're not getting let go. Maybe you've got a solid job and plan to retire. But, you know, just in case, uh, what would happen if I was let go? How much am I owed? Two weeks, three weeks? No, no. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, fill out a couple of key pieces of information. It takes about, what, 30 seconds on the severance pay calculator, and you will get a number that will uh, probably drop your jaw. So have a look at that, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But we are back to this. Worst times uh, for an employer to terminate an employee. Next one. Oh, here we go. Don't mess with mama. When an employee announces a pregnancy or comes back from mat leave or a parental leave, for that matter, that's that, that's a bad idea. Do employers still do that? Honestly. They, they absolutely do, John. I mean, it's it's shocking to see that we have to deal with these situations all the time. The most common scenario we see, uh, John, is when uh, when an employee is coming back from a maternity leave or coming back from a parental leave and the employer tries to change that employee's position or kind of lets them go as an alternative. So they come back, you know, the employer comes back and says, hey, well, you're uh, you know, your sales position is no longer available uh, since you went on uh, on mat leave. Uh, but, you know, if you want to come back, we have this administrative position that's available to you. Feel free to feel free to take it. And that's a massive red flag. Uh, John, you can't do that to an employee returning from a maternity 
or parental uh, leave, those employees have the same uh, have the right to return to the same exact job that they left. Or if that job is just really not available, if there's been a complete restructuring of the department or the company, then they have the right to a comparable position uh, at the same level, at the same pay, etc. And so oftentimes we have to intervene in those situations and advise the employer, hey, you can't do this kind of stuff. You can't even terminate an employee in a situation like this. It's illegal. It's a breach of the Employment Standards Act in Ontario. And so again, we get into this situation where it might be discrimination on the basis of gender. It might be a breach of the Employment Standards Act. Certainly that employee is going to be owed a sizable severance package. They're just coming off of a leave having cared for their children for, you know, a year. Uh, and, and again, that's going to be very, very costly for an employer. Again, you have to return employees coming back from mat leave or parental leave. You have to return them to the same position that they left. If you don't, it's going to be considered a termination and it's going to be considered a breach of human rights legislation and employment yeah. standards legislation. What, is, uh, what does an employer do if they have someone covering the mat leave or, or parental leave for a year or up here even a year and a half in, in parts of Canada? What, uh, what do they do if, if the person they've got to fill the job is a, is a dynamo, is a rock star? And they actually they do a better job than the person who's on leave. Can they replace them? Can they offer that person the job? Can they talk to the person who's been off and say, you know what, you're good but not as good. You want to go somewhere else or they just cannot touch it? Yeah, so you know, for those employees that are that are replacing uh, people on maternity or or uh, parental leave, you probably want to have them on fixed term contracts. Meaning, you're employed here, but your employment is only for a very specified period of time, uh, and you know that's the way uh, that that's the contract you want to have with those employees. Now, if that employee turns out, as you said, John, to be a rock star and you want to keep them around, well, then well then you need to offer something. You have to have the ability, the capacity in your particular workplace to offer that person a job, you know, maybe in a slightly different position or maybe the same position, but you're expanding that team. What you can't do, uh, uh, John, is replace that employee who's coming back from maternity leave or back from parental leave that person, you know, that that other employee that's replacing can be the greatest employee in the world. Right. That doesn't change the fact that you, as a returning employee, uh, have the right to your old job. There's no getting around that. Uh, and you know, so you need to figure that out by again either expanding your team yeah. or giving that that short-term employee some other position. The next one on the list is this, uh, letting somebody go. The worst thing employers could do with employees, and that is if the employee is working on a fixed-term contract that hasn't ended, this one could be so costly depending on when they're let go and how much time is left on the contract too, right? Absolutely. And speaking of fixed-term contracts, uh, John, we just mentioned the scenario where we, we see those quite often, and that is replacing somebody on, on maternity leave. Fixed-term contracts are dangerous territory for employers. They need to implement these these contracts very, very carefully. And what I mean by that is they have to have a, a termination language of them, a termination provision that allows the employer legally to let that employee go during the contract. And and that termination provision will have uh, some sort of severance term. Now, what employers oftentimes get wrong is that they don't include termination language in a fixed-term contract. Or if they do include termination language, it's not drafted properly, and so it's unenforceable. 
just because your employment contract has a termination paragraph in it or language about termination in it, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's enforceable. These termination provisions have to be very, very carefully drafted, very, very carefully worded. Even if one word is wrong in that termination paragraph, it could blow up the entire thing and make it non-enforceable. And in the case of a fixed-term contract, what that means is that if you let that employee go during the term of the contract, let's say it's a one-year contract and you let that employee go six months in, right? well, that employee is going to be owed the balance, the remainder of the contract. And so this six-month employee that you're letting go, you're going to owe them six months of severance pay because that's the remainder of the contract. So don't just assume you can let an employee go that's on a fixed term, paying the minimal severance just because they're a three-month employee or six-month employee. You can very well owe them the balance of the contract. And of course, that's going to be a significant uh, amount of money. So again, employers have to be very, very cautious uh, when they're implementing these kind of contracts. As a, And as an employee, if you're on this kind of fixed-term contract and you're let go from your employment... Don't just assume your old minimal severance. You might be looking at the balance of the contract as your severance pay, regardless of whether you could find the job the next day or not. And the final one on this of uh, things employers need to watch out for when uh, dealing with employees and letting them go, et cetera, et cetera, is uh, timely right before the holidays. Yeah, and and luckily, uh, uh, John, and I'm going to kind of uh, bite my tongue here maybe a little bit, but luckily we don't see too, too many of these. It's generally the case, at least historically, John, it's been generally the case that as we get closer to the holidays, as we get closer to the end of, of the year in, in December, the terminations start to slow down a little bit. We see less and less. Now, that's a generalization, John. Don't get me wrong. People are still let go from their job uh, you know, during the holiday season. But interestingly, there uh, was a case just a couple of years ago in Ontario, you'll forgive me for telling a little bit of a story here, uh, where an employer was punished uh, because they let an employee go just before that employee was taking vacation. So this employee had planned a vacation, uh, they had given their employer kind of advance notice, and just a day before the vacation, uh, the, uh, the employer decided to let the employee go. The employer actually got dinged a little there. They had to ultimately pay more severance because of the insensitivity uh, of the termination. They basically handled it in a kind of malicious, uh, you know, kind of uh, very poor way, very unprofessional way. And and that can very well apply to being let go just before the holidays. If you've planned to take some time off over Christmas uh, and, uh, you know, your boss or your employer just lets you go very unceremoniously right before you're taking that vacation or right before the holidays, you can actually, as an employee, use that to your advantage to try and negotiate a better severance package because of the way in which you've been treated. Uh, and so, again, it's something that employers need to be very careful of, need to be cautious uh, of. You always want to make sure that when you're letting an employee go, you're doing it in a professional way. We'll take a short break. A few minutes to go. Uh, emails help at employmentlawyer.ca. Reaching out to Alex anytime outside the show, one 821 5900 We'll continue Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. 
The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Yep, we're back in a uh, few minutes to go here. We'll uh, get to a call in just a minute and want to move on to a couple of these employment law red flags. These are, uh, these are always good. One, number one, despite many stellar performance reviews, Alex, your employer puts you on the old performance improvement plan. Yeah, so in a situation like that, John, obviously something is up, right? Your performance has always been positive and good, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're put on a plan. Uh, not to be too cynical or too pessimistic, but usually that's a sign that your employer is starting to line up a termination. So they're trying to create a record, quote-unquote, uh, to justify letting you go. And that's oftentimes what a performance improvement plan uh, is. I can tell you, as an employment lawyer, somebody sp- to speaks to people every day in this scenario – I don't see too many cases where an employer imposes a performance improvement plan uh, and that employee ends up working with the company another 10 or 15 years. Usually, oh, wow. uh, you know, usually it means that the direction is only going uh, one way and that's to a termination. So listen, just because you're on a impro- performance improvement plan, it doesn't necessarily mean that you need to uh, you, you know, you need to claim a termination or start start talking about severance to your employer. Not at all. Uh, listen to your employer, uh, to what your employer is asking you. If it's reasonable enough, go along with it. Do the best that you can. But keep in the back of your mind that your employer may be creating a record here to one day in the future let you go. Another one is this, and, uh, you know, we're talking about employment law red flags you got to watch out for. So a few years on the job, everything's uh, going swimmingly, and your employer says, uh, how about you sign a new employment agreement? Yeah, and this is one we're seeing lots and lots nowadays, uh, John, whether whether uh, it's COVID-related or tied into vaccination policies or tied into employees returning from uh, temporary layoffs. We're seeing lots of employers nowadays implement new revised employment contracts. Uh, and that should be a red flag for employees, John, because the only thing an employment contract will do is limit the exposure and limit the liability of the employer. That's right. why employers want to implement these contracts in the first place is to give them more power, give them more rights, and give them uh, less you know, less liability, as I, as I said. So as an employee in that situation, you want to be very, very careful what you sign, especially when you're mid-employment. Chances are that employment contract has termination language in it that limits your severance. It probably allows the employer to change your position or change your, the terms of your employment. It might allow the employer to lay you off temporarily. Uh, it might include some language about non-competition or non-solicitation. There'll be a bunch of things in there that favor the employer and hurt the employee. And as an employee, if you're already employed with a company, you actually have the right, you have the power to say, no, thank you, employer, I'm not signing mm-hmm. this contract. And employees don't realize that, but they actually have the right to say no to an employment uh, agreement. So word to the wise, don't just sign off on anything your employer puts in front of you. You want to make sure that you get advice from an employment lawyer whenever something like that happens. Otherwise, you can be signing away thousands of dollars of severance or significant rights that you have as an employee in the workplace. Another red flag would be uh, would be this one, Alex. And uh, you know, your employer says you weren't the uh, quote unquote right fit for the job and fires you for cause without any severance. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, any time really, John, an employer fires an employee for cause, meaning without any severance whatsoever, that in and of itself, whatever the reason is, should be a red flag because yeah. the reality is it's very, very difficult for an employer to let an employee go without severance. Uh, it is a very high bar. An employee would have had to do something really, really terribly wrong for an employer to to assert what we call cause or just cause and pay zero uh, severance. And we're talking, as we always say, John, we're talking about kind of the worst of the worst behavior that you can think of in an employment relationship. Lying, cheating, stealing, uh, you know, uh, violence in the workplace, abuse in the workplace, etc. Short of something like that and just not being the right fit, quote unquote, is never going to come close to amounting for a to a four cause termination. No, there's no question that employee is owed severance and they're owed their full severance entitlements. They're not owed any less severance just because it was quote unquote not the right fit. Even if there were concerns about that employee's performance or about their conduct, they're still owed the same uh, severance that a, a good employee would be owed in those circumstances. So again, another red flag, if you've been let go for a cause and not offered any severance, you should be on the line to an employment lawyer right away. Uh, that is a massive red flag. Let's get to an email from Helen says, uh, hey, Alex, my boss is always very rude and demeaning. He yells at me regularly and puts me down in front of other employees. I've talked to HR several times about this, and they keep saying they'll speak to him. So far, nothing's changed. Uh, very stressed out. I'm losing sleep. It's affecting my work. My doctor is telling me to take some time off of work. How do I make this harassment stop? Yeah, geez, that's that's obviously a tough situation. And yeah. you know, if you're losing sleep and your doctor's telling you to take some time off because of your work, that's obviously there's something wrong there. I mean, it goes back to the top of the show, John, and what we were talking about about harassment and bullying in the workplace. No employee should be putting up with that kind of stuff. Uh, and employers have an obligation, a legal obligation, to investigate that kind of stuff. Uh, so, you know, this employee should be reaching out to us, mm -hmm. uh, engaging us to resolve the workplace dispute. This employee is going to be owed significant severance and additional damages as well for having to put up with that kind of behavior in the workplace. And we are done. Thanks for emails and reaching out. Uh, you want to continue now, talk to Alex and his team. Don't hesitate. one 821 5900 Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, simply employmentlawyer.ca. To find episodes of our TV show as well, and you can always use pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. We'll catch you next time, Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.